So in today's gospel, I would say that, um, for me at least, I would say that these are probably the scariest words that Jesus says than any other part of the gospel. Jesus says what nobody wants to hear on their judgment day. He's saying to these people that come to him, and he says, I never knew you. Depart from me, you evildoers. And I can imagine that the people who heard these words were pretty shocked, probably astonished, because of what they were doing in the name of Jesus. Right? We're told about three different groups of people. First, people who prophesy. They say, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name. That means that a prophet means a, a mouthpiece of God. The people who Jesus is, are, is saying, depart from, you, from, depart from me, I did not know you. These are people who actually God used them to speak to other people, to prophesy the future and other things, or for people to repent. The second group of people are people who drove out demons in Jesus' name. I mean, that's a big deal. And then Jesus says to this group of people as well, depart from me, I never knew you. The third group of people are people who did mighty miracles, we're told in Jesus' name. Jesus, we did great things in your name. We did mighty works in your name and miracles in your name. And Jesus is like, I never knew you. It's really, these people must have been shocked. These people were probably like, what's going on right now? And I would also say that these people also, as they, that were approaching Jesus, I'm sure and I'm confident, although it doesn't say it in the Bible, I can say with certainty that Jesus does not, did not and does not today want to say to anybody, depart from me, you evildoer, I did not know you. Those are not happy words for Jesus. Right, that the Lord in his entirety, in his, in, his, in, in his divinity, does not desire to say to one person, get away from me. Actually, if anything, he wants the complete opposite. He wants us to come to him. So these words, although they're, they're hard for us to hear, they're even harder for Jesus to say. So if we hear these words and we're bent out of shape and we're, 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 we're already kind of like freaking out in our minds and we already think we're one step, in, you know, one, one, hanging on by a thread from going to hell already, let me just assure you that these are not easy words for Jesus to say. Like, he doesn't want to say that to anybody. And why, though? Why? Why were these people ones who lost their salvation if they did all these great works in Jesus' name? And I would say that these three people, why they lost their salvation and they were not able to enter into heaven is because these three group of people, they believed in Jesus, but they did not belong to Jesus. Those are two very separate and different things. They might have believed in Jesus. You can't do mighty works, cast out demons, uh, do miracles in the name of Jesus if you don't believe in Jesus. But it doesn't mean that we belong to him. Those are two very separate things. In fact, as Catholics, we kind of pride ourselves. You know, we come to Mass and we, we profess Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We're saying all kinds of prayers and we will later on in the creed say, I believe in God and we, 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 pride, on ourselves, we pride ourselves on believing in God, believing in Jesus. But just because we believe in Jesus does not mean we get into heaven. Because the fact of the matter is, brothers and sisters, is that even the devil believes in Jesus. Even the demons believe in Jesus. And we know that from the Bible, a different part of the Bible, 
There's a part in the Bible where this guy has a demon in him, and the demon shouts out as Jesus approaches him. The demon shouts out through the man, and he says, "What business do you have with each other? What business do you have with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. Even the devil, even the demon who was speaking through that person, believed in Jesus. But the devil clearly does not belong to Jesus." Big difference, brothers and sisters. The devil believes in Jesus. The devil believes in the Pope. The devil believes in the church's Catholic teachings. But again, the enemy does not belong to Jesus. And Lent is a time to just stop and just say, do I just believe in Jesus because that's not enough? Or do I belong to Jesus? Because I can belong to Jesus and not do prophesy in Jesus' name and do mighty miracles in Jesus' name and cast out demons in Jesus' name and still get to heaven. Don't think that these are the signs of how I get to heaven, that if I prophesy in Jesus' name, if I cast out demons in Jesus' name, if I do miracles in Jesus' name, that's a sign I'm getting to heaven. No. Clearly, I can belong to Jesus. What does that look like? We'll talk about that. I can belong to Jesus and not do any one of these things and still get into heaven. So let's take a look at these. So oftentimes I say that um, we kind of have it backward. And I want to kind of take like what are the steps of what it looks like? What are some signs of somebody who actually belongs to Jesus rather than somebody who just uh, believes in Jesus? Because as we've established, believing in Jesus, we shouldn't pride ourselves on that. Because even the demons believe in Jesus. So sign number one, right? Someone who belongs to Jesus has taken the gospel message personally. When we talk about the gospel message, right, we read from the gospel. The word gospel means who knows. What does the word gospel mean? Anyone out there? The good news that we believe. So somebody who belongs to Jesus, I can't just believe in the gospel. I can't believe in the good news. It's not enough. But I actually have taken this belief of what the, the good news is, and I've applied it to myself, and I belong now to Jesus because of this good news. What's the good news? The good news is that Jesus Christ came into this world, that we were lost, our final destination was hell, that God the Father could not fathom being separated from us for all of eternity, that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, out of love for us to come into this world to save us so we'd be forever with him and the, and, and the remainder of the Trinity in heaven. That's the good news. That Jesus Christ came into this world to pay a debt that he didn't owe because we owed a debt that we could not pay. That's good news. That's the gospel. And if I take that as something very personal, yes, Jesus, this is not just something I believe in, this good news. I want to belong to this good news. I want to take it in a personal way. I want to fall in love with this person who came into this world. For me, I'm a mess. I'm broken. I'm weak. I'm imperfect. And Jesus says, yeah, I know. I still love you. I still want to do that. Even if you're the only person who has ever created, I would have done what I did on the cross 2,000 years ago all over again for you. Somebody who belongs to Jesus, again, it's not just information, yep, Jesus died for me, yep, he died, uh-huh, sure, yeah, we're in Lent, yep, I gave this up because, no, 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 no. To actually belong to Christ is this information, which uh, this belief that the good news of the gospel has taken part, has taken root in my life. That's the most important thing. Because if I believe, and I'm not just believing, but if I'm belonging to this information, this gospel, it belongs to me. I've taken Jesus. I belong to him now. There's an exchange. Then everything else starts to flow the right way. 
in my life. This good news, right? That the good news that Jesus came into this world for sinners, for those who are imperfect, that Jesus leaves the 99 and comes after the one. The good news that he loves us not because we deserve it, but because we desperately need it. The good news that God's love is like water which goes to the lowest places, that lowest, lowest, lowest place that we're at, Jesus' love comes there. It's the good news that God's way, ways are not our ways, that God isn't attracted to our gifts, strengths, and talents, but rather to our weakness, our brokenness, and to our sin. We can know all this, and I can believe that, but do I belong to Jesus because of what he's done for me? Because then I want to give my life to somebody like that. Versus, I don't want to give my life to somebody who just says, depart from me, you evildoer, you're going to hell. Why would I give my life to somebody like that? Although he said it and doesn't want to say it, we will never hear those words. Actually, we hear the complete opposite. Welcome home. Can't wait for you to come home. I died, so you'd be with me right now. You belong to me on earth, and so now you belong to me in heaven. So that's kind of the first sign, that this gospel message is very real, it's very personal, that it's affected my life. It's a part of me. I belong to Jesus and he belongs to me because of what he's done for me. So I want to belong to him now because of what he's done for me. The second sign is someone who belongs to Jesus has taken the gospel message personally and now wants to give their time to Jesus. If somebody came to my home and the house was on fire and, and, and pulled me out of that home, and he was my savior, I want to get to know him. I want to learn about him, that courage, that strength. I want to know, I want to learn, I want to spend time with you. So somebody who belongs to Jesus says freely, I want to give my time to you. I can believe in Jesus, come to Mass, pray my rosary, and it's all kind of done in routine, and that's it, it's kind of over. That's a belief, I should do this, I should do that. But when I fall in love because of the gospel message, the good news that Jesus came to this world for somebody like me, then I want to give my time. It's how we fall in love and we stay in love. If I love somebody, I want to spend time with them. Yes, it's not always easy. I don't have butterflies in my stomach every time I go to my holy hour. Woohoo! Yeah, Jesus, I can't wait to pray. I promise you that doesn't happen. I wish it did. But I love Jesus because of what he's done for me. And I want you to love him because of what he's done for you. And we start to finally give him our time, even if it's quiet. Because if you love someone, it doesn't always have to be back and forth conversation. You can sit in silence with the person you love and just sit there and receive from them in silence because you just enjoy their presence. And God just enjoys our presence. So if we don't hear him, if we're spending time with him, he's not ignoring you. He's not mad at you. Just wants to sit with you. Because he's comfortable with sitting with you. Again, it doesn't have to be a holy hour every day, a rosary every day, mass every day. But if I can't look at my schedule and say, okay, it's been seven days of Lent so far. If I haven't changed my schedule at least one time over the past seven days to give my time to this person who gave his life for me, then I may believe in Jesus, but I don't belong to him. Well, Father, I come to Mass. That's the bare minimum, you guys. Again, we're not talking about somebody who helped me walk across the street. We're talking about a man who was God, who humbled himself to come into this world for you, because he loves you.
and he cares about you. And finally, the last sign, someone who belongs to Jesus has taken the gospel message personally, and now their lives, our lives, bear fruit. We start the opposite. We look at the third sign, okay, I need to bear fruit. In order for me to bear fruit, in order for me to, uh, uh, the fruit of purity, the, uh, the, the fruit of love, the fruit of hope, the fruit of patience, once I start doing better, act better, bear better fruit in my life, I have better faith, I have better hope, I have better love, then I will spend more time with God because then he's going to love me. It's the opposite. It starts with God loving me. Now I want to give him my time. Now my life bears fruit. God loves backward. He loves me now. He won't love me any more than this moment I'm sitting here right now, even though a lot of us don't feel loved. Oh, when I'm better, when I'm pure, when I'm blanker, whatever that is, when I'm holier, God will love me more. Then I'll give him my time. Then he'll be proud of me. No, 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 no. Right here, right now. To belong to Jesus, to bear good fruit. Because of what he's saying, right? He said a good tree bears good fruit, a bad tree bears bad fruit. What is the fruit he's talking about? He was, right before this gospel message, he was talking about the Sermon on the Mount. He talked about don't be angry, don't do adultery, don't have a divorce, don't lie, don't seek revenge or retaliation, love your enemies. This is all good fruit. But what he's saying is, our lives have to bear good fruit, which first comes from us knowing how much he loves us, us giving us, his, us giving him our time, then we start to bear that good fruit. That fruit does not depend on you and how strong you are or how strong I am because we will fail miserably. It depends on him. Then our lives will start to bear the right amount of fruit. So brothers and sisters, in today's gospel, we heard all three groups of people lost their salvation and were considered evildoers because they believed in Jesus, but they did not belong to him. And someone who belongs to Jesus has accepted the gospel message personally, and because of that message, gives their time to Jesus, which then produces fruit in this very fruitless world that we live in. And many of us will come forward to receive him, Jesus, in the most holy Eucharist. And what will he find in your soul? What will he find in my soul? A soul that just believes in Jesus and therefore will hear on their judgment day, depart from me, I never knew you. Or a soul that belongs to Jesus and therefore will hear on their judgment day, welcome home. Finally, I've been waiting for you. So brothers and sisters, we sit here for a minute during this Lenten season and we ask ourselves just one simple question. Do I believe in Jesus or do I belong to Jesus? Amen?